Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, JackieCation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so, I think, does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Oh, my God. It's late at night in San Diego. Jackie Cation here, Dork Forest. And my guest, who just worked, I just worked with him here in San Diego. Matt Stanton owns a dog. And welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we just did uh, a ballroom at a resort in San Diego. And it was warm. And, uh, and the audience was uh, perfectly nice. They were respectable. They were all together. Um, I wear long sleeves. I believe you did as well. May have been the wrong decision, but you're supposed to do that in comedy. Cover up those forearms. You don't want people looking at them. Right, right. You, if, unless you have amazing arms. Uh, I do and, not. <laughs> and I do not. So I, uh, I wanted to go with a, <laughs> with a different. <laughs> but I had to try a bunch of new stuff. But so we were just sitting next to each other. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't, I don't have a guest for Tuesday. I wonder, I wonder if he would want to zoom in. You have a tiny dog? Yes. Um, one second. Uh, hey, Godzilla. Godzilla, <laughs> come here. Come here. I would I love do. to see Godzilla. I would love to see Godzilla. Yeah, and he wants to see the neighbor for no reason right now. Uh, here we go. Here's Godzilla. <laughs> what kind of dog is that? It's a Japanese chin. A Japanese chin named Godzilla. Yeah, that's and my favorite is, Japanese character. So, what and that is what about. happened. That is how it all came to be. You were, I was like, what would be your dorkdom? And you said Godzilla, that you had named your dog Godzilla. Yes. And it's a Japanese chin, which looks like a, a, fluff, a fluffy uh, a, a, a fur ball. Yes. A fur ball of a doggo. Yeah. Uh, the okay. famous people who have had a Japanese chin, Ozzy Osbourne has them, uh, Debbie Harry, and then, you know, Tara Lipinski and a guy, they do the Olymp- the Winter Olympics, they're figure skaters. Okay. Uh, the, the, the gentleman. Has he, has a, he has a Japanese chin? Yeah, I just don't remember his name right now. No, that's, uh, he's not listening. It can't, <laughs> it can't possibly, is that, a, is that a Charlie Brown mug? It is. Um, the household has uh, every character. You get them at a Cedar Fair, I guess, in California. It's Knott's Berry Farms. And then in um, Ohio, it's a Cedar Point. You get them. Oh, there you go. And what if people are watching this on the YouTube, you will see that behind 
Matt Stanton, is one strand of lights or what looks to be one strand of lights. Like <laughs> it it's is. like the Grinch has come through and, <laughs> and he's going to go fix a tree. Yes. It's all the presents are gone. They're in that giant <laughs> satchel. They're not coming back. <laughs> and they're not coming back. That is awesome. So, okay. So let us talk about Godzilla. When you were a child, did you watch Godzilla as a child or did you just like the idea of a monster? I liked the idea of Godzilla. And then um, my dad was a police officer and didn't have cable, but they would have cable at the uh, station. So when he worked night shift, he would bring a blank VHS and he'd put the tape over the thing and he would record eight hours of movies and they happened to have some Godzilla movies. So I had, I had some Godzilla bootlegs. So eventually I got to watch them, but uh, the idea of just a, kind of a, a dinosaur a di- kind yeah, of yeah. monster. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that y- your father was a criminal. Uh, that he- <laughs> <laughs> Technically. It was a tiny crime. And uh, one I think we all did back in the 80s and 90s. Um, we had a VHS early days. We had one of the first ones that had uh, a VHS. The, the remote was on a wire. And uh, so it was technically a remote. But uh, the wire wasn't long enough to go to the... I, I did not know that was a thing. That was a thing. It was not great. It was not... It, I was more the remote. Go change the channel. <laughs> it would seem like thing. something my family would do because in high school, I still had a black and white television. Mm-hmm. And I graduated high school in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my family, like, we should get rid of stuff. Right, right. They were just, it still works. Did you want want a TV in your room? And uh, yeah, my niece, um, I remember my niece who might be your age, uh, they didn't have cable either. And she was watching Digimon one time. And I said, what is Digimon? She said, it's like Pokemon if you don't have cable. uh, (laughs) I know about it. Yeah. And she is correct. She has an apt assessment. (laughs) It seemed, uh, it's, it really summed it up in one c- concise sentence. Uh, okay, so, and then your parents got you a, a, a real Godzilla toy that was genuine, <laughs> that might actually be worth money or at least an o- original real. Yes, one. it's a legit, uh, it says Toho, which is the company that owns all the rights. Uh, If anyone wants to make a Godzilla movie, that has to be approved by them. Even a sequel, uh, like there's a newer uh, one that just came out in Japan called Shin Godzilla that people really love. It's kind of a different take, but they told them you can do one movie and that's it. People want a sequel, but either way, that's the Toho. And they bought me this. I don't know if they really bought it or if they found it, because that's also against my, I had like seven toys my entire childhood. They would get me a notebook and a baseball every year. And they're like, yeah, this is good <laughs> enough. be creative and play outside. But this is one of the few toys and it is a Godzilla. That probably is the reason why I stuck with it. I still have it. I have it next to my television currently. Well, there you go. And they didn't, did they get you a bat at any point or just the ball? No, just the ball. And I was actually a really good pitcher. So I didn't okay. need it. <laughs> right it was all about the throwing of the ball and um so do you did have you seen most of the godzilla movies now i would say i've seen probably 90 percent of them i think there are if you include the ones only in japan i think there's 38 of them okay so I, i've seen a lot 
So like I have a joke about Godzilla and it's about Godzilla being the good guy and he is often the good guy, right? Like he's some sort of misunderstood. Pretty like much. He, the he's mid- been interrupted with. Yes. Yeah. Like the mid sixties all the way to the eighties, mm-hmm. I would say they made a, and that's also uh, when it shifted more towards kids. And I think that's when people started calling Godzilla cheesy, which I love it, but I can understand how it's a little, like there's one where he's with a Ultraman and he, like he dances and it's like, okay, Godzilla's not going to just dance randomly. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's not a, <clears throat> yeah, don't forget to cough and feel free to cough. Cause I've only seen, I've, I've saw the one with Matt Broadway, Matthew Broderick, where all I got to see really was his foot. And then um, I saw the first one that was a series where um, he was in, I think, San Francisco. And, and then I, and we have, like, I bought one year uh, sort of like five or six of them in a, in a package. Which one would you say, like, if I was going to start some of the older ones, is there... Like what was the, and I know I've had other people on talk about Godzilla, but I can't remember anything about it. If you want an actual good art, one second, actually. Yeah, I might, I might pause the recording so that Matt doesn't have to die. And we're back, you guys. Here's the good news. Matt lived. So um, what's (laughs) what's your, uh, yeah. So what was the, what were the early ones? I mean, I feel like it was all like an anti-nuclear energy. Yes. If you want the best like artistic one, it's the original. Okay. Which uh, is 1954. And that's the basis of it. And uh, it's very somber. Um, And yeah, it's pretty much just like, how does the country react after uh, having the atomic bomb dropped on them. And this creature was created because of this. And it's kind of like, if we don't stop or if the world doesn't change, this might happen again. But then science technically is what saves the day at the end. Oh, Uh, is it? Yeah, I mean, mean, the movie- Spoiler alert, 1954, (laughs) I'm not going to worry about it. Um, There's a doctor, but he is kind of selfless. He came up with uh, something that destroys all the oxygen and water. But he knows, similar to the atomic bomb, pretty much a shot at Oppenheimer. Like, the fact that you created this created all this destruction. So they lure Godzilla into the ocean. And then he himself goes down. And pretty much he kills himself, but he also kills Godzilla. And also, he's the only one who knows how to make it. So no one can ever do this again. So the original Godzilla is the most artistic one, and it's still the best. It's still the best. And it, um, is it, have you watched it both dubbed and subtitled or just dubbed? Okay. Dubbed is atrocious. (laughs) Okay. They made one a year later with uh, Raymond Burr, uh, Perry Mason. Yeah. Pretty much he was a reporter and he just tells you what's going on. Because they didn't think Americans would like, uh, especially in the 50s, which with all the wars. uh, So, yeah, he pretty much just tells you it's awful. Like they cut. It's like 80 percent of the original movie. And then Raymond Burr just talks for no reason. And so they took the original movie and then just superimposed Raymond Burr over it. Like that what you're saying? Like he would be in a room like he's a reporter, but he never sees Godzilla. He's just telling you what's going on pretty much. 
where the other movie there was actual action yeah and and and, and subtitles are fine right because everyone can read right yes and but but the goofy dubbing that was later on the first two movies didn't really do that but once you start in the 60s and 70s they would always have clearly an old Asian woman be like the little kid and to be oh. like the most high pitch shrill voice to be these annoying little children. So if you want more fun, stick to the seventies. Okay. The seventies Godzilla out of Japan are sort of the fun campy ones. Yes. But the first one is the <clears throat> one that sort of has the real message of yes. whatever we're supposed to learn from Godzilla. Yes, there is an actual scene when he's rampaging where there's a mother holding two children crying, saying, we're going to go see daddy soon. Like in the middle of... Yes, essentially. <laughs> it's like, like it's brutal. And then after he's gone, there's like a hospital scene, but it, clearly it's similar to what happened with the A-bomb. Like it's intense. But right. Really- okay. Well, that's... Um- I've, I've, I think I've always wanted to see the original one, you know, because I have seen parts of the Raymond Burr one. And I was like, I don't care about this. And because <laughs> exactly. There wasn't a lot of action going on. It was just a lot of, I mean, I could have read the book. <laughs> so it was narrative. I have seen it in the theater. Okay. Like one of the, uh, it was in Pittsburgh. There's a place called Row House. They do like, like five a theme or whatever and they have old time movies it's really it was really fun okay that's great um so did you see the one where they were in san francisco and that guy had to had to he had that little boy that he had to take care of (laughs) did you see that one yes i love that one uh me too they debuted the trailer uh for the super bowl that year and it's one of my all-time favorite trailers. And I think the movie actually uh, like held up. Like sometimes trailers don't hold up. Like uh, was it uh, Where the Wild Things Are From? Like that was one of the best trailers I've ever seen. It had like an arcade fire song. And I saw yeah. the movie. I was like, uh, this movie sucks. <laughs> but, that didn't uh, work at all. And, uh, but Godzilla, it did. Yeah, Godzilla, it totally did. There was this other movie that I saw that I've talked about on this. It was, I think it was called Colossal. And it was, um, it was made, yeah, yeah. It was who, Nacho Vigalanto, Anne Hathaway. It was an Anne Hathaway movie that um, essentially they wouldn't let, hello, I'm just showing you a white screen. Good for me. <laughs> um, but uh, Jason Sudeikis and, and Sudeikis, is that how you pronounce that? Sudeikis? Yeah, it's going to be Sudeikis. That's not going to be Sudeikis. I'm going to call it Sudeikis. <laughs> did you know that I was in telemarketing? Uh, no. But, Sudeikis, uh, that's like a, like a Greek guy or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> old philosopher. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, did you hear my joke about Dino Mellon? Anyway, so um, <laughs> I was a kid I had a crush on in third grade. <laughs> and um, so, but Anne Hathaway did this joke, this movie called Colossal. And it's a monster movie that no one would let her make. Like she literally, after she had done like all the, the, uh, the princess bride, she did a bunch of princess diary movies. I think that was her. And she took all the money and she produced this monster movie called Colossal 
2016 comedy fantasy is what IMDb calls it, but it is genuinely, it's, it's like three different movies. It's so weird. In the beginning of it, she's a drunk who goes back to her hometown and she finds out that a giant kaiju shows up like, or, or not, doesn't show up just like, um, there's like a magical, weird playground in when she was a kid. She's and they imply that she's a drunk because of what happened when she was a little kid with a with a kid that she grew up with who still lives there and um, has learned how to uh, essentially control this kaiju from this tiny town. And it is the weirdest monster movie. And it is really funny, but it is also super dark and weird. Um, But it's Korean. It's like half America and half takes place in Seoul. And I'm down. I can get behind this. Yeah, 2016, Anne Hathaway. I totally, uh, 100% recommend it. Saw it by accident. And because I don't usually, I don't like a monster movie because I'm usually afraid of monsters. Uh, But I like it. Do you know why, Mark? Because uh, they're, uh, they're scary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I haven't told anybody besides, I said that you do stand up, but what is your like Twitter handle and stuff? Oh, well, I don't do Twitter. Um, Instagram? Uh, yeah, I do Instagram, just Matt Stanton Comedy. That's my website, Matt Stanton Comedy. There you go. And that will be Everything. in the notes. And so everybody should go find Matt Stanton and watch him do stand up comedy uh, and follow him on Instagram. So, uh, oh, I'm releasing an album uh, September 21st on Apple Music. So, you'll be able oh, to get there it. you go. And yeah, so get in on that as well. This was put together so quickly that I didn't get any information. <laughs> oh, I just appreciate it in general. So, it's fine. <laughs> it's great. So, do you have a, like, so that the first one and that, and that, that one that was because the sequel to the new one. With the guy Actually, who ran too. was okay, but I didn't like it as much. Um, okay, so I liked the 2014 one. By the way, there's a scene with Brian Cranston in the beginning where yep. I cried the first five times I saw it. Just real intense when his wife, <laughs> when he can't yeah, yeah. his wife anymore. Very intense. Uh, and then the one next one was King of the Monsters. The critics didn't like it. It was a little weird. Um but individual scenes are fantastic. And that's like diehard fan. Like if you see uh, the IMDb, it's like critics 43 and then fans. It's like 88. Okay. Those kind of movies. And then recently um, at the tail end of the pandemic, there was Godzilla vs. Kong, which is the third in this series. Okay. And I really enjoyed it. The day it came out, I watched it three times in a row. <laughs> I stayed up till 4.30 in the morning <laughs> watching it. So uh, was it was there an island? Did they end up on some sort of island? Is that how they met? How did Godzilla meet Kong in the third one? I did not see that one. This one, is, well, yes, they finally took him off Skull Island because a really rich guy was trying to get to the center of the earth. That's like a, occasionally they talk about it in the old movies, but in... Um, that's pretty much where the Titans are originally from. They're from the core of the earth. Okay. And uh, per usual, there's a really wealthy guy who wants to take that energy and become a, like a trillionaire because, yeah. So pretty much that's the basic. He's trying to lure them in. Uh, oh, the monsters. He's, tra- he's trying to lure the monsters in for his own entertainment. 
Um, well, just he wants to know where they're from. And once he figure out, figures out where they're from, he knows there's this material that he can get from there. And this is uh, about the unobtainium. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, similar to that. Uh, with this movie, um, Godzilla is more just a presence, like the last three. Like he's not nice or mean. He just does order. So whenever another Titan is around, that's the only time he's ever aggressive. Otherwise, he just wants to stay in the bottom of the ocean. And the fact that Kong is off Skull Island, he's like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be there. And that's why he attacks him. Godzilla, the hall monitor? (laughs) Yes, pretty much that's what he's being. He's the king of the monsters and he wants order. He's very (laughs) mad when things are not in order. So I did not. Okay, so here's I vaguely remember something about so king kong and godzilla are in the same universe as titans yes they're like one and two like one does above ground and kong technically is the king of the center of the earth okay Uh, but obviously he came out they don't explain that i don't know why he's on skull island but he was but um like in ancient history godzilla and kong have always been fighting okay Uh, because pretty much they're like evil, uh, pardon me, even footing. Um, okay. Oh, as far as their powers go? Yeah. They're, but They're equal matches? Yeah. But on Earth, Godzilla, that's his home. So he's actually technically better. But if, um, but Kong would be better in the center of the air. Oh, I know. This would... is the part where uh, the, the, the dork part of the dork force really starts coming out. Like this, you know what? And that's why we're listening. And that is why we've, why we've come here. I appreciate it. To hear about it. And who are the other members? Do we know of the Titans? <laughs> other Titans? Technically, Mothra is one, which is one of my favorite. That's, the, uh, I guess, the only... Uh, is it a giant one. moth? Sort of, yeah. But it's a, it has a symbiotic uh, relationship wow. with Godzilla. Like, it'll help. Oh, um, and then there's Rodan, which is kind of like a bird. Okay. And then there are some other ones that I'm not going to be able to pronounce their names properly, but one, it's essentially a giant woolly mammoth. There's one that's almost like a stegosaurus. Um, what about what about the turtle that flies? Gamora? No, Gamora's a, a marvel. Gamora. I've only seen that one in all Destroy All Monsters. So I don't know if okay. there is a movie. Maybe that's the one I missed, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, it's a very spinny turtle that uh, that breathes fire. That yeah, much I've, I know. I've seen that uh, that gif. Like, it's just yeah. in a text message, just randomly someone throwing the turtle or whatever. It's the only time I technically... Oh, okay. I, I, I think it was part of the monster. I bought a monster pack of movies which I think we might have sold when we were selling DVDs, when people were still buying DVDs. And um, we're now- we're a hot profit. That's well, it's, uh, we're still <laughs> buying DVDs, but we're, it, you got to give them away now. There's no second spin. There's, you got to just take them <laughs> to Goodwill if you don't want them anymore. And uh, I suppose you could sell them on eBay if they were fancy enough. Um, so, so if there's really good scenes in the King Kong, because I think that, that that actually, I think, is valid. If there are scenes in a movie, I was essentially raised to believe that if there's two or three good scenes in a movie, that's a good movie. I'll watch that movie. That was, uh, that reminds me of my earliest ideas of music, because like when I was in middle school, uh, 
grunge was big at the time. And I just thought albums only had three good songs because I had like Soto Pilots and Alice in Chains. And they did. They would have three really good songs and the rest. I'm like, it's garbage. Uh, it wasn't until later I was like, oh, no, it's just that one particular style of music. Right. Or just, I mean, some albums you listen to the whole album and you're like, wow, there's like and that quite honestly is true of albums. If there are three good, good songs on an album, I'm psyched I bought that whole album. Yeah, it's worth it. Good investment. Yeah. For reals. And but now people buy just the individual songs. And um, but I kind of like the arc of an album. Like if there's if there's a story like that new Silk Sonic album, I listen to that whole album and it tells a story. <laughs> and that story is absurd, but it's a great, I mean, I'm I'm on board and the, and there's some good beats and the kids can dance to it. So uh it's a the Bruno Mars um somebody else famous duo uh in oh, a okay. called silk sonic so i've 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 brought music into the world in in into this episode it all falls apart once i bring music into the episode so let's move away quickly okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm the same way because i like uh music that people probably uh, maybe obscure people like uh my friends don't want to hear me talk about uh tom waits but i will gladly talk they don't oh, okay they run away <laughs> Where I'm like, right, right. all right, I understand. We can stay away from music. Totally okay. It's kind of interesting because I think that that um, that if you like Godzilla movies and you're sitting around, you also told me that like one of your favorite movies is The Shining. It is my second favorite movie. I love The Shining. Right, because it was because um, Godzilla was sixth of, yes. of your of your favorite movies. Terribly Blood, The Shining, Paddington Two, Paddington, and No Country for Old Men. <laughs> I like that Paddington too is ahead of Paddington. It um, is marvelous. <laughs> what is the, um, could I watch, I've tried to watch Paddington, you know, and I, I haven't been able to get into it. And what if I just skipped it oh, to Paddington too? I know. I oh, know. you'd love it. They're completely independent. Okay. You don't need Our, to know anything else. I don't need to know anything. I think I'll, I could, I could catch right up if I just went right to two. Uh, I think I, it would be fine, Paddington. And then, but here's what I do want to ask. What was the first movie? There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Dad-Lewis. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis's dad was the poet laureate of the UK. And his he wrote under, he wrote mysteries under a nom de plume called Nicholas Blake. That's the one part uh, that kind of hurt me. Uh, a little bit because I don't know I feel weird like when uh rich kids are like good at like artistic things I'm like oh well of course you could have done I don't know oh, it's my Nicholas... own it's my own problem I understand no one else cares oh. about this oh no are you kidding me it's as, as funny as I think John Mulaney is every oh, time I think about that him, all the time I was like dude you were raised in a rock tumbler look how shiny you are <laughs> and, uh, because um, but he's also made of bees because uh, he you know, you, I always judge like how people look on the outside to how I feel on the inside. Like I feel like a mess. And I'm like, but you look like you have your shit together. And John Mulaney clearly does. not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's as big of a mess as I am. <laughs> so that, that's uh, I don't know, maybe it's too much of a comic joke. But whenever someone does something real bad, uh, their next album or a tour is always like a picture of them as a kid. They're like, oh, look at me. I'm adorable. Don't remember the monster I grew into. 
<laughs> oh my God, I have to look for that now. Because uh, <laughs> oh, multiple people do it. So I'm not picking one person. No, no, I just, uh, I need to, is, uh, <laughs> I just love the idea of like all of a sudden it's Crystal Leah, it's TJ Miller, it's Louis C.K., it's Bill Cosby. <laughs> just like everybody's tour is like, yeah, yeah. when I was eight, <laughs> I have a giant lollipop. So that's probably what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Or they show a picture of their kid because he just had a kid with Olivia Munn, I guess. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's still working out for him is what we've, is what we've learned here. Yeah, it's that rich kid thing. <laughs> it is a, but That's I, my bitterness. Right. But Daniel Day-Lewis's dad, Daniel Dad mm-hmm. Lewis, he did not start out. He started out as a poor kid oh, and okay. ended up as the poet laureate in the 70s. And so raising Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis wasn't raised like fancy, but in the end he was sort of fancy, but not until like, he was like in his teens, I think. Okay, I feel better now. Thank right. goodness. Because I but, do like, he's probably my favorite. Well, Kate Winslet's my favorite actor. I would say Daniel Day-Lewis is second. You know, I took an acting class once and they asked who my favorite actor was and I said Dennis Quaid. (laughs) (laughs) He brings a lot to the table. (laughs) All he brings to the table are a couple of dimples. Um, My acting teacher couldn't be more confused. She She was like, Dennis Quaid. And I was like, did you, did you see him in the, you see, it's a, I, I, the Big Easy was a terrible movie, but I was super handsome in it. And she was like, <laughs> so weird. Do you want to be an actor? And I was like, oh, right. Oh, actor. I, <laughs> <laughs> not human. Okay, not I get just, this. Not just a cute boy that I thought was handsome uh, when he was in Breaking Away. Anyway, um, so Kate Winslet. And was she also in the Daniel Day-Lewis movie or no? I don't believe they've done anything. Okay. What is that movie though? That what is that? Oh, that's the one. Uh, I guess the the joke everyone did was I drink your milkshake. He's the oil man. Um, okay. let's I've see, never this, heard of it. I mean, this, there's things, there's so many, there's so many things to know. And uh, so is it a drama? Yes, it is based on Upton Sinclair's novel Oil. And it's pretty much about a uh a maniac but he's a businessman <laughs> sure. so people may not think that but he's it's very intense it's uh paul thomas anderson um uh well, i guess adapted the screenplay and directed it it's really good and uh they shot on location in new mexico and uh no country for old men also shot like a mile away from each other at the same exact time and they both got all the n- nominations that year and uh, there's this big scene where uh, oil Derek goes nuts and catches on fire, but only because there's so much oil like this. And Dano Day Lewis knows this, like he's, it's intense. But when they shot the scene, the cloud of smoke was so big that no country for old men couldn't shoot for a week because it was in all their shots, but their movie was about being in Texas. So it had nothing to do with oil. Right, so right. I thought well, that's that crazy. Cool. That is a weird fun fact. Weekend and trivia. I never saw No Country for Old Men too because um, though though that is another full of tension. Those those Coen brothers. Oh, <laughs> <Full> of, <laughs> <big time. laughs> I think 
Paddington too, not a lot of tension. Is there tension? I feel like there is when, when it was described to me. It is the right type of tension. It's, it it's not like to be terrified, but you enjoy the tension that's going on in the jail. Okay. All right. I, uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy, and granted a Paddington bear movie is going to end. We know how it's going to end. Paddington bear will not be killed. But uh, if I and I will be crying. That's how it will end. You will know <laughs> that. I've seen it dozens of times. Still get teary-eyed every single time when it finishes. Man, I just want to watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade over and over again. Uh, so, but uh, th- that might just be my own psychosis. Um, those are those are really disparate. Those are very different movies, though, for you to be a huge fan of. It's nice though, because can you like on a like on a Sunday afternoon? Can you put in The Shining? You're like, I want to watch The Shining. Yes, because I think that the complete opposite of who I am as a person, and Paddington is exactly who I am as a person. So that's why I think my movies are so on polar opposites of each other. So it's something I could never be, and then something that I can't help but be. <laughs> so I think you are a South American bear. Oh, you better uh, believe it. <laughs> brought into a, a fish out of water. Matt Stanton. I know you should so, see how hairy my legs are. It's you would agree. Right, you are a bear, and uh, so okay. And then there was there was like nine other things that you were going to talk about, and I and I've, I've kind of spaced them a little bit. But um, what what would you say? I you know I uh, it is. It's getting it for some reason is getting late and I and I lost my train of thought. Um, Godzilla. Um, I'm obsessed with the Ramones. They're my favorite band of all time. I don't think a lot of people say that. People say they might like them, but they are by far my favorite band. And I like all the albums, not just like everyone talks about the first two albums, which were written in the same year, like Blitzkrieg Bop and stuff like that. Okay. I love, I love the Ramones. That's my deal. I know it's music. Um, Let's see. I believe they have 12. And you're on board with all of them? Um, I would say there are two that are just, they have two or three good songs, but all of them have. Have uh, something in it that draws you to say, I would, I'm still a fan. How many members of the Ramones are there? Uh, well, there's always four piece. I think there's technically eight, but one of them only played one show. Okay. Um, rotated some, uh, some drummers. And then uh, Dee Dee Ramone retired sort of to be a rapper. This is also when there was rapping Ronnie Dangerfield. It was the same time, late 80s. Uh, so there's then they players. got a new bass player for the last seven years named CJ. Oh, okay. So they're still, and they're still out there in the world playing? No, they are done. All the original members have passed away. Oh, um, oh yeah. They're, were they think, were, were were they tragically passed away? Did they yeah. end up rock and roll deaths, or just uh, did they die with their boots off in bed, surrounded by loved ones? Um, three of the four had uh, cancer, surrounded by loved ones, or and uh, and Rob Zombie, uh, Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Okay. And then one of them, Dee Dee Ramone, did die of a heroin. He was clean for 10 years, but then like he tried it again when he was 52, right. and that didn't go so well. 
Yeah, that's the thing about that's the thing about trying it again. Uh, you're like it's probably going to end poorly, and almost always with heroin. Uh, so <laughs> something that you shouldn't try in the first place, and uh, <laughs> seemed like a terrible idea right from the get. Um, I did do an episode of the Dork Forest with Mike Kaplan about ayahuasca. Um, something that he thought was uh, that he does quite a bit, uh, or used to, and or at, at the, when when we recorded, uh, he did ayahuasca. Um, he's a New York comic, Mike Kaplan. Oh, with the Wise, I met um, him with once. the Wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we, we worked together. You, yeah. Oh, there you go. You've worked with Mike Kaplan. Yeah, he was doing a lot of um, ayahuasca one year, and um, and he kept talking about how it's okay to do it once a month, and I was like, is it? Uh, <laughs> I that seems intense, but it really did. Seem I haven't done it. Intense. I haven't done it either, and I'm okay with that. He did say that he thought that I would like it, and I was like, "Well, the idea of it makes me happy. The idea of checking out for four hours and getting to meet a dragon, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea." Like, but I, do I'm you also not move. Of, what do you do? Uh, I don't know, but it's a guided sort of meditation with a shaman person or a or a uh like you don't do it alone you got to do okay. it with like usually go to but mike said that he went to like a strip mall and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a shaman named like jim and uh and jim did a guided meditation of of with ayahuasca and uh and maria bamford actually currently has a joke about ayahuasca that uh because her parents were going to do it and um and it uh, is very funny. Have you ever heard of the basketball player? He's retired now, but Bill Walton? No. He's from San Diego, and uh, he also announces basketball games. And he's very – he just goes – he's kind of a hippie. Um, but he was, he's a Hall of Famer, all-time great. But he does those kind of meditations and sweat lodges, like in the middle of Arizona. Oh, like a peyote kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I imagine this is the same realm of those kind of – Kind right, because ayahuasca is from South America, I do believe, and uh, peyote, of course, is from uh, the local Native Americans, the uh, the indigenous peoples of this North America, and um, yeah, I don't want any part of any of it. It's, uh, I mean, it seems like I, I, I'm sure if you're really into, you know, but it's, you know, for me, it just sounds like people who say if they run long enough, they get like that high, that runner's high. I don't want that either. Oh, so I will tell you, because I've started doing uh, ultra marathons and uh, like I've been a runner my whole life, but I did an ultra marathon in Catalina Island and okay. at mile 27, I thought about my dog and I almost started crying in the middle of running. So yes, this is an actual thing that can but, happen. Okay. So, but I get it. It takes a long time to get there. So I can understand and be like, no, I'll just hang out. And right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big right. fan of hanging out. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> my dorkdom couldn't be more hanging out. It's completely on board. Um, we're kind of all over the place, but I just, this has just been, I just, I knew that you had a dork forest in you. You'll have to come back and we'll talk about more things. But uh, what are your favorite Ramon songs offhand? Without um, any prep. Uh, Bonzo Goes to Pittsburgh is my favorite song. It's about when uh, Ronald Reagan went to lay a wreath on a Nazi cemetery uh, in the 80s. And uh, some of the ba band members are Jewish. And they were like, hey, uh, what are you doing? But right. then the guitar player from the band was super 
conservative, even in the eighties, like way before, like what it is now, but I feel like he would enjoy the people now. Uh, <laughs> so he refused to let them call it. They had to be called parenthetical. Uh, my brain's, uh, my brain's hanging upside down. Cause he refused to insult the president. Uh, like and that's why the, i mean that's one of the many reasons the band hated each other like they kept playing they knew they needed each other but yeah they would constantly bump heads so. that that is the way with bands where you're just like all of a sudden you're four people that have to hang out together forever and you're like oh i mean they they share a van sometimes they share a hotel room just, and, uh, the guitar player uh stole joey ramon the lead singer stole his girlfriend and come married to her like it it's a lot of weirdness the ramones have tons of weird tension that uh i think i think there was some sort of drama in the comedy world that was like that too um with bobcat goldthwaite's um ex-wife um ended up married to like jay moore it was a, a weird... Oh, you are correct. I, I've heard, yes, I've heard... I've been doing stand-up for a long time. That happened. It had to happen 20 years ago. Uh, so uh, I'm sure everybody's over it. Or no one is. 20 years of resentment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Stanton, I think it's been... I think it's close enough. I think it's been about 50 minutes. I'm willing to call it just because it's 11 o'clock and we both did a couple of shows. And, and I, I'd love to have you back on the show. Um, but this was super fun meandering around to hear about the journey, the dork journey that is Matt Stanton. Uh, you, your album's coming out this month, end of the month. It sure what's is. It September be 21st. It's called The Man You See Before You. Okay, and it's going to be on Apple Music, and it's uh, at Matt Stanton Comedy, right? Correct. On Instagram, and mattstantoncomedy.com for tour dates and other stuff that's available. San Diego Comic, Good Egg, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?